Welcome to another episode of Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm Steve Mullen. In this podcast series, we've talked a lot about the changes in the workplace due to COVID-19. Those changes have made cybersecurity even more difficult for organizations and governments. In this episode, though, we want to talk about how those changes have impacted the average person. These are scary times for everyone, but our guest for this show says we actually need to use that fear to our advantage. To talk more about that concept, we turn to Unisys Senior Vice President Ann Ruxtel. Ann, welcome to Security in a Zero Trust World. Thanks for having me. Now, I had the opportunity to get a little sneak peek at an article you've been working on, and you said that we are currently living in a perfect storm of vulnerability. Can you explain what that means? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. The coming together of two major trends. One is our consumers are more vulnerable than ever in our ever-pervasive digital life. And then the cyber attack site, the bad actors, are more prolific than ever. So you have the coming together of those two elements that's making this truly a perfect storm. So let me give you a little kind of background, if you will. So at Unisys, we does this uh, consumer survey, and we survey their worries about their national, their physical, their internet, and their financial concerns. And I can tell you the consumer anxiety is at an all-time high. And this is in the 14 years since we've been surveying this. And evidently, because we did the survey in the middle of the pandemic, they're so worried about their health, personal security, national security. But the worrisome trend that we're seeing is that a lot of the consumers, and we surveyed over 15,000 consumers in 15 countries around the world, that we're a little worried that all of us were taking our eyes off internet security and financial security. And all this is happening in this wholesale shift of working remote, learning remote, playing remote, socializing remote, and shopping online, right? So according to the latest research from Stanford University, that was kind of an eye-opener for me, that uh, 42% of the U.S. workforce were working from home. 33% not working. That's actually dramatic. That's really not a good thing, right? Uh, most of our kids are learning remote. And then if you look at shopping, Amazon had their Prime Day last week, which all of us, you know, went online. We bought over $10 billion worth of goods. And it's a 45% increase over 2019. So I think what I'm trying to say is the consumer on one hand are shifting to a digital lifestyle, more pervasive than ever. So we're very much depending on security in that area. At the same time, we're seeing their worries about internet and financial security for whatever reason lessen in light of the pandemic, right? Then the other side of the equation I'm looking at is the bad actors, right? You know, we look at FBI. They have this unit called IC3, which I think it stands for Internet Crime Complaint Center. And they're seeing an increase of, you know, cybercrime reported by 400% just in the early part of the pandemic, and uh, if you're a, a bad actor, just like a lot of people, they got a lot of time to kill on their hands. And so ZDNet did a research recently. They're, they're showing that cybercrime is way up. That Did you know nine out of 10 coronavirus domains are scam? Half a million Zoom accounts are for sale on the dark web. 
And that email scam related to COVID-19 surged over 600% just in the month of March. And if I was a hacker, I can go get the hacking software, right? It used to cost me something like $100,000 for, let's say, a ransomware. They're on sale for less than 1000 So you have this perfect storm that more consumers are vulnerable because we're all online. That's how we work. That's how we socialize, play, shop, and relax. Then you have all these cybercrime people out there, and they're getting prolific. And there's more of them, and they have more time to kill. So that's what I meant, in a long way to describe this perfect storm. So consumers really have to wake up. So clearly you've established there's a lot to be worried about this year, Mm -hmm. both professionally, personally, pretty much everywhere. But you say when it comes to cybersecurity, fear is actually a good thing. Why is that? Well, let's say if you're chased by by a bear, I would say, you know, you'll be very fearful. You probably have your adrenaline kicking in. You'll be running faster than you have ever had in your whole life. So fear is a good thing because it just wakes you up. And frankly, you're going to have peak performance because survival, right? So I really want to convey that consumers need to turn that fear, leverage that fear, instead of feeling helpless for crying out loud, do something about it. Because we know this is happening and you have to take matter into your own hands. So let fear be that motivator, if you will, to start a new hygiene Just like, you know, you tell your kids when they go outside, you think it's going to be cold or it's going to rain, bring a a rain jacket, right? You always tell the kids, brush your teeth in the morning before you go to bed at least. This is another hygiene people have to think about, which is embracing a new mindset that, you know, life as we know it going forward, you need to remember, be safe, be safe online. That's what I meant by Fear is a good thing. It, it makes you take action. And you said, actually, that cybersecurity is kind of like a habit, like you mentioned, brushing your teeth before going to bed. What's the most important cybersecurity habit to develop? There are a few things. And, you know, I'm one of those people like David Letterman. You have the top 10. So amongst all the possibilities, you know, I kind of uh, coalesce top 10 things I would highly recommend. But let me begin with an attitude. I think the attitude that people need to have nowadays, especially among the women, you know, it's interesting when we did the Unisys Security Index, women are 11% more worried than men. I'm obviously a mom, a wife, a worker, a friend, a daughter, all of those things. And we tend to, you know, think through things to make sure everybody's taken care of. So take that maternal instinct and create a new mindset. I call the zero trust mindset. Do you remember Reagan used to say trust but verify, right? Well, I tell you something, the world has changed. Now is don't trust, always verify when it comes to what you do online. So with that in mind, there are 10 things I like to just very quickly go through, if you will. And people can, you know, stop and rewind to listen to it, okay? Number one, is protect your devices, your phone, your computer, use a strong password. If you have a biometric authentication, like, you know, scan your face or your fingerprint, use it, okay? Your home Wi-Fi router, which, you know, that's how all the kids are learning, how you're working remotely. Make sure 
that the building firewall is turned on with a password. Okay, don't change it or change it periodically if you want to make sure that it's always updated. So that's that's first thing. All your devices, including your Wi-Fi network, need to be tight and protected. Two, turn on this thing called auto-update for all the software, whether it's your Mac operating environment, your Windows, your phone, whatever the case might be, the Android, your web browser, and whatever application that you have. You know, you can just quickly turn on update automatically. Let me tell you why that's important. Every single update, a bunch of bug fixes. And as new security breaches happen, Apple, HP, Dell, all those companies and, and Microsofts of the world, they build these fixes into their updates. So you will get the latest anecdote, if you will, the, the latest fix to the security breach. Okay, so keep that software update automatically turned on. Okay, hygiene, protect your personal information. I always say don't share. Don't share your name, address, phone number, date of birth, your uh, GPS location, your social security number, as much as you can avoid. Don't share it, okay, because they don't need but maybe three to four pieces of information to steal your identity, right? Number four, protect your password. Use a stronger password with 12 characters and a mix of numeric symbols and, you know, uppercase and change them, you know, every three three months if you can. Or use a password manager, okay? Number five. Turn on your multi-factor authentication. That's a key word to say that you need to authenticate yourself beyond just that password. Some places will say that, okay, uh, they will do a random number generator and they'll text it to you. Then you can type it back in to access your bank account, let's say. That's a very good thing. Or get your face or your fingerprint information like another tier of authentication. So when you are banking or have any accounts that give you the option, turn on more than one way to authenticate yourself beyond password, okay? And then stop clicking on everything. When you get a strange email from the IRS or a call from the IRS or DMV, whatever the case might be, now there's a lot of people getting it from the unemployment, right? Be very careful. Don't click. And if you hear from them, find out their number, call them directly, but don't click on it and don't respond to the text, okay? Don't use public Wi-Fi. You're roaming around, love Starbucks like anybody else, please don't use their public Wi-Fi. You never know who's sitting in the middle listening to all the traffic, right? Uh, And number eight, protect your video calls. I'm on Zoom, feels like six or seven hours a day. Be careful what you show behind you. Seriously, people can see a whole bunch of things. They can see your Amazon package. They zoom in. They can see your name, your address. They know, obviously, the context of the meeting. They can see your dogs, picture of your family. You can glean a lot from a video conference call, okay? So be very careful and always use protection password for your Zoom meetings, right? Number nine, back up your files just in case so that you have something to to recover from. And then very last part, number nine, all of us know in the U.S. we get a free credit report. You go to annualcreditreport.com and then you can just request one. That's ultimately the way you can tell, right? If there's any discrepancy, if you didn't open up a mortgage a loan or a credit card. This is how you can tell. So those are the top 10 things I would say consumers 
for those of us who are worry war moms, please put that into your hygiene because given this new age of highly insecure lifestyle that we have, that is the only thing you can do to make sure that you and your families are staying safe online. Okay, that's a lot of great information. Do you have any final thoughts about fear, cybersecurity, hygiene? Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Do it. <laughs> Let fear be your friend. If you're going into places and you're buying something and you're entering that credit card information or you're on a Wi-Fi network that you know you shouldn't be on, you know what? If the hair in the back of your neck stands up, listen to your instinct you're probably exposing yourself to vulnerability that you did not bargain for. So I would say think thoughtfully and trust your instinct, but do something to add that extra layer of cybersecurity hygiene into your everyday digital life. Great advice. Senior Vice President Ann Ruxtell, thanks so much for visiting us on Security in a Zero Trust World. My pleasure. As always, to learn more about cybersecurity in the age of COVID-19, please visit the Unisys blogs at blogs.unisys.com. Thanks for listening to Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm Steve Mullen.